from a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Kelly Parsons, a board-certified urologist with degrees from Stanford, University of Pennsylvania, and John Hopkins, has written a thriller called Doing Harm, based on his background in medicine. Welcome, Dr. Kelly Parsons. Thank you very much. It's delightful to be here. Well, this uh, novel has uh, some background in your own history, right, as a urologist working at a hospital. Tell me about how you got started in the book and uh, what led you to decide to set it with uh, some characters who have less than savory uh, backgrounds. (laughs) Well, I I think it started out really when I was training, so during my, my residency, during my, my period of medical training after after medical school, and I had always been interested in writing. I'd been writing since junior high. It was something that I put away when I was in college because I was focusing on going to medical school. But when you're a newly minted doctor and you're out there for the first time and you're seeing a lot of very intense things uh, that really nothing at least in my experience, had ever prepared me for uh, life and death situations, uh, people going through very traumatic experiences. And it was something that in order for me to process, I expressed through writing. And so I would not necessarily keep a journal, but I would write down these little vignettes and, and, and anecdotes just as a way to help me process all of the different things that I was experiencing. And then as I was finishing my training, I started kind of shuffling the notes around and I had an idea, a core idea for writing what I thought would be a fun fiction story. And then over the course of the next eight years, those notes and that core idea became doing harm. It was an eight years in the making novel, as you've described it. Tell me about some of the things that changed for you during that time, because I'm guessing with the speed that medicine moves, I've heard something like 10 years after you're out of medical school, half of what you know is out of date. I don't know if it's (laughs) quite that high, but um, in eight years, certainly uh, things have changed a lot. And how did that influence what you were doing? How many times did you go back and say, oh, I need to revise this idea because it's not how we do things anymore or... Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I actually didn't have to do it all that much. And I think that's because the, the, the story, the narrative focuses more on the characters and their interactions than it does, say, cutting edge technology and medicine. And a lot of the basic medical concepts that I use are the kinds of things that don't really change all that much within, say, a 10 or a 15 year period. And I think doing that, avoiding the more technological aspects and the speculative aspects of, of medicine allowed me to, to get away with that, to, to spend almost a decade crafting a story. I'm curious about how your patients have responded to this. Is this a book that you give to the more difficult patients as a sort of a warning, you know, or how do you, how, how have they responded? Well, it, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I've actually been surprised at how enthusiastic they are about the book, because after all, this is a book about very bad things happening to patients in hospitals. And I have had a lot of my patients unexpectedly bring the book in to, to when they see me in the office and in clinic and ask me to sign it. And the, But the first really experience that I had with it uh, that was very unexpected for me was that I, the book had come out and 
we'd been out for, for several weeks, but I, I didn't really think that it had you know, diffused yet to the point where I had my patients who were finding out about it. And I, uh, I was one of my days when I was operating and I had a patient who'd been in my practice for a while and I was doing an operation on him. And I, I walked into the, the area that folks gather in before we take them back for their operations. And I walk over uh, to see him and he's, he's lying there on his gurney and he has a copy of my book, which was completely unexpected. And I, I, I kind of froze and I looked at him and I said, uh, so have you, and he said, yes, uh, I've read the book. And I said, uh, and you still want me to operate on you? Like, and, uh, he said, yes. And he paused, but he said, but could you sign it first? And that was kind of my first experience of, of 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 processing how the patients are reacting to it. So I think overall they have reacted to it quite well. Okay, so now with uh, a stethoscope or, or other the instruments that you're carrying around, you're carrying around a, a signing pen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've got my Sharpie in my white coat pocket, right. yes. So oftentimes uh, people who work in sensitive areas have to get permission to discuss their work, even if it's in fictional settings. Valerie Plame, for example, talked with me about how she had to get clearance from the CIA to publish her spy novel. Was there anything like this for you with HIPAA or other things? I'm thinking maybe more along the lines of the hospital administration saying, oh, you're writing a book. Well, make sure it's not too much like where you work. <laughs> uh, no, that that actually has never come up. And, and I think, you know, a couple of the things that I've done in approaching the book is I've, I've made hospitals up completely. Uh, so the, this, the hospital that's in uh, in doing harm is, is a hospital that does not exist. Okay. Uh, and then I also, I, I, I make uh, patients up. So the, the situations uh, that I have uh, written about in the book are, are completely fictional. Now, that being said, the, the concepts underlying what happens to the patients are, are actually very real. And I've tried to make those as realistic as possible, actually. And, and some of those focus on patient safety issues. So the idea that bad things can happen uh, to people in hospitals that have nothing to do with their illness and with being sick. And the situations that I've used in the book along the lines of patient safety actually are not specific to any one hospital. They're, they're a matter of public record. They are things that have happened at various hospitals across the country. Uh, and so I think in doing that and keeping it in very general fictional terms, I, I, I haven't had to deal with any of um, the issues uh, regarding, say, patient privacy or anything like that. Now, in the time when you were writing the novel, what was your ways of talking to people in the hospital about it. A lot of times it seems like surgeons are a, a serious bunch and might look upon the writing of a fictional book as not as serious as one might need to be when cutting into the human body. No, you know, actually I didn't. I, I only shared it with some very select uh, family uh, and and friends. Uh, some of my friends uh, who are, are doctors were aware of it and would read excerpts of it and they were supportive. Uh, but no, actually it wasn't something I shared and I think it's because it's a part of my life that I've kept very compartmentalized from my medical career. Right. Uh, so I, I work at a university hospital, and so I do medical research, and, and I write research papers, and I teach, uh, as well as, as, as seeing patients. And so it was just another facet of my life, and it was something that I would do 
at home after hours on weekends, vacations, those sorts of things. And uh, so it wasn't something that I was actively sharing with folks as I've gone along. Now, since the book's come out, and I have had colleagues who have read it and colleagues who have been surgeons, uh, actually, the, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. People have, have pointed out to me uh, they've enjoyed the aspects of it uh, that they think ring true with the practice of medicine. That includes the surgeons. And I've had some surgeons read. There's one uh, particularly intense scene uh, in the book about a surgery that goes horribly wrong. And I've had a lot of surgeons come up to me and, and, and say, gosh, you know, it's like those are the worst fears that we have. Those are the things that keep us up at night, uh, you know, making sure that something like that will never happen. Uh, so I think, I think folks have, have responded positively. And it also goes for um, other uh, healthcare professionals, nurses. Uh, I've had uh, fan emails from nurses, even from hospital administrators uh, who've, who've written me and said how much they enjoyed it. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the, yeah, that's the, the group that may surprise me the most of all, uh, yeah. hospital <laughs> administrators yeah, being, yeah. being on your side. So what are your plans from here? Are you making people wait eight years? Uh, no, uh, I, I have sped up the cycle. So okay. I, I think part of the eight years was, uh, you know, part of that process was uh, essentially learning how to write uh, because I, I didn't have any formal training in creative writing. And, and part of that was being coached and mentored by my agent and, and who, who helped it, who helped me very much with, with the craft and with, uh, and with um, uh, shaping the narrative. Uh, now that I've got that under my belt, in addition to the fact that I already had another idea for a second book, um, uh, as I was completing the first one, I've been able to speed up the cycle. And so uh, the the timeline that we're on right now is that this book came out uh, winter of 2014, and we're planning on the, the, the next one coming out in winter of 2016. So we'll get it down to a two-year cycle uh, with, the, with the trade paperback uh, of Doing Harm coming out sometime next year. And uh, it's going to be a standalone novel. It's uh, going to be completely separate, new group of characters, uh, although I did recently have an idea for revisiting the characters and Doing Harm uh, at some point. Maybe that'll be book three or four. You had mentioned you worked with your literary agent to uh, help learn some of the, uh, as I think you said, the craft of writing or, or how to write. Tell me about maybe the most important thing that you took away from that, uh, working with a, an agent and learning how to craft a story. I think the most important thing that I've taken away from that is focusing on the characters and not necessarily the plot devices. And, and I, I think really uh, what has been successful for me in terms of focusing on the writing and what's the most satisfying is, is really trying to make the characters come alive and to interact with each other in very real ways uh, and uh, ways that, that, um, uh, that really affect people and, 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 and allow the reader, I think, to, uh, to identify with the characters. And so the protagonist in uh, Steve, uh, in, in doing harm is, you know, he's not perfect. I, I think he's essentially a good guy, but he's lost his way, especially at the beginning of the book. He's arrogant. Uh, he kind of dismissive a little bit of some of the more important things in his life, like his family. Uh, and he learned some hard lessons along the way. And, uh, I, I think that a lot of folks, uh, have, have enjoyed reading about him and they don't necessarily like him or trust him, but I think they enjoy the aspects of his character that are, that are flawed uh, and recognizably flawed. So that's, I think what I've really learned uh, from, from my agent is, you know, don't worry so much about, 
you know, the Rube Goldberg aspects of a twisting and turning plot. That'll come. You know, focus on the characters and the essential uh, relationships between them. Has this had a maybe a backwards influence on your own work within the hospital? Do you find yourself looking more closely at those sorts of relationships to say, what is a, a, this kind of true relationship? Is that uh, something that you've noticed in your own life? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've become, I think, if anything, more observant. I, I just kind of, I, I like to to watch the way people interact, uh, uh, you know, around me. And, and certainly in the hospital, that's that's part of it. Uh, and it also, I think it, it helps me, you know, it helps me constantly shape and improve my own practice of medicine, because I think something that, that too often gets lost uh, in, in modern medicine is the essential relationship between the doctor and the patient. And it's something that's so tremendously important that with all of this uh, fancy technology that we have out there and robots operating and lasers and all these things, I mean, really the most important thing is, is to be able to sit down with someone that you're taking care of and put your hand on their shoulder and say, you know what, no matter what happens, I am with you. I'm with you on this journey. And I think that's something that too often is, is now lost. That's, that's great, a, a great observation. Well, Kelly Parsons, I really thank you for talking to me today. Again, the book is Doing Harm. Listeners can learn more about it at kellyparsonsbooks.com and our website. And good luck on your writing, your patience, and all of the, the many things that you're doing right now. Well, thank you so much, and it was an absolute pleasure to be with you today. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. Be creative.